0: Uh,
1: yeah wreck a rim, veins power, power <laughs> Yeah, yeah Boy. Welcome to the show, uh, yeah, hello, 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 welcome to the show.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, we are rolling sound, this is episode 389 of Breaker and Bane's Power Hour. My name is Brian Breaker and joining me, as always, the one and only Big underscore Bane minus his headphones.
1: Yeah. Luckily, you know, you, you had some spares sitting here. I had some spares. Yeah.
0: You got the loners.
1: I got the loners, yes.
0: <laughs> they're, they're a little tight on the old head ski. A little tight on the head ski. Uh, they're definitely high quality. Yeah. But, you know, they'll, they'll, they'll do. They'll, they'll do. do. Oh, she'll do. Yeah. She'll do, she'll, just, she'll just, do just fine. Just fine. <laughs> it's been a minute since we podcasted, man. It sure has. Yeah. We took the last couple of weeks off. And,
1: uh, real quick, I just want to apologize for me uh, not doing a damn thing over on Patreon while you were gone. But, um, you did. You did post an energy shot, though. I I, I posted a picture of me uh, getting my hand sliced open. Yeah, so that was fun. But yeah, careful. Yeah, gotta be careful. Well, uh, those uh, those little guinea pig water bottles, man, they'll they'll get you every time. Every time.
0: Well, we got a lot to talk about this week, man. We got some wrestling talk. We got some some movie and toy talk. Of course, we are gearing up for PHPW Star Spangled Beatings. Absolutely, we are. It's coming up. Very shortly, um, and the best fictional pro wrestler, we're still rocking and rolling with that, man. Yeah, we took a week off there, but we will have the results of the most previous matchup. Mm-hmm. Um, so a lot to talk about, man, a lot to dive into. Uh, the break was nice though. I mean, I obviously we still produced an episode, but it was what we call our traditional BS episode, basically yeah. meaning I was out of town, so nothing topical, but it was fun, it was fun, fun conversation.
1: Yeah, yeah, I, I enjoyed it. It seemed like the people really enjoyed it, uh, and you know, it like. Like you said, it is always kinda nice to have that little break from from podcasting every now and then. It is. Because you kinda get in a in a headspace where it's uh it's 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 mundane.
0: You know? It can be. So yeah. it's nice to have that little break. It's nice to have a little break ski. Uh, but at the same time I think me and you both have that mindset of like we want to produce our content sure. for the people that like to listen. So sure. you know, if we can re- double up and record an extra episode just so they'll have something for the next week, I think it's cool to do that. Absolutely. Well, we got some wrestling talk. We got quite a bit of it, actually. What do you say we dive into it? Let's do it. Well, here I am again, talking a little pro wrestling while Breaker and Bane take a little break. Cracking them buying energies. Well, listen to me, you two sons of bitches. Get ready to talk wrestling. Stone Cold out. Oh, hell yeah. Thanks, Stone Cold. Shout out to Stone Cold. Well, big underscore Bane. Uh... Sad news we're at the top. We lost a legend, a Hall of Famer. A guy you actually made a song kind of inspired by, I guess. Yes. Mr. Wonderful Paul Orndorff. This one stung, man.
1: Yeah, it really did, man. Um, I I obviously made a song about him, so love Paul Orndorff. Um, And uh, it was was really sad to see him go.
0: Yeah, I I had heard he was having some health issues. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I'm just, I don't know, I get tired of... Going online and all all the rest in peace tweets are just like, oh, not that. I mean, not I mean, I'm not mad at people that do it because I I did it, too. But it's it's just like, oh, like it's just disappointing. Right. Yeah. And these all these legends and heroes we have die. Well, and we are
1: getting to that age where most of the guys that we grew up with are like our grandpa's age and things like that. You know, so, I mean, they're they're uh, their time is drawing nigh. Yeah, for
0: a lot of them, and that really does suck. It absolutely does. So, definitely a big rest in peace to Mr. Wonderful, yes, Paul Orndorff. Uh, how about Brock Lesnar's new look? What you think, man? Yeah, you know, I was uh,
1: less concerned about his new look. I don't know if you uh, saw the saw the video of what where they got the photos of, of his new look, but he was basically learning how to butcher meat. Son of a bitch that just makes him even more terrified. Like, the, <laughs> yeah, the, watching him like just cut the fat away and just things like that. I was like, my God, he he learns the skill set. Good God, I, he he could easily just murder everybody.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think he probably could have figured it out beforehand, but now that he knows, now so... that he
1: knows the uh, the the proper ways, the proper techniques, it's like this is a scary a bitch.
0: <laughs> do you think the look stays? Cause I'll be honest. Like I'm, you know, I'm a Brock Lesnar fan. I've sure. always, I've always enjoyed his work, but I feel like he's kind of in need of a new look. And I look yeah. at his action figures. They haven't changed in like what, since 2012, since he came back. Yeah. I think it's time that he gets, you know, maybe not the ponytail, but something like I, I wouldn't mind if he threw out the beard and, Kind of changes look a I, bit.
1: I, I love Brock Lesnar with a beard. I don't think his hair needs to change because I can't imagine that floppy hair going all over the place during a match. I mean, that would just kind of look weird. But then again, I'm not going to tell him that, you right? Know? <laughs> but uh, I Brock Lesnar with a beard. I mean, yeah, that would be badass. Um, I I don't know. I mean, I I think him changing up his gear and things like that would probably be more of a change. I mean, sure, yeah, than his hairstyle, but. Um, but yeah, I mean, I I agree. I think his his look is a little stale for sure. So not bad. Think we see him return
0: to the company? I think so.
1: I think now that we got fans back, I think we're gonna see you know uh, guys like him. Um, I, I think we could even see The Rock come back. You know, um, I think we're gonna see a lot more big name legends.
0: Well, you know, this kind of goes to that theory we we talked about on a, on the show a few weeks back that they were like. Hold off all good ideas yes, until yeah. that which makes sense. Yeah, that they would wait till fans are back. But uh, speaking of returns, there's a big rumor that Goldberg is returning.
1: Yeah, you know, it, here's this is one of those things where WWE put themselves in a corner by signing him to a contract where he has X amount of days that he's got to show up, and you, you passed. <laughs> You yeah. passed. <laughs> yeah, that to me is still one of the like most ridiculous things that I've ever seen on TV. Oh yeah. I mean, for him to talk all that talk and be the guy who like doesn't take no L's, and no offense to Mike the Cleaner, um, but him to actually lose the Drew McIntyre and then his excuse to be like, "You passed the test." And it's just,
0: just the dumbest thing they could have thought of. Um, that's what's weird about them having like a team of writers. Yeah, it's like that. That's that's what that's what won. Right. I'll never forget. I was an extra one time when we were security guards for Batista. The deal was we are at the we are at the uh, his door, which you know of course says Batista. It's like his locker room door. He walks out. He says something to us. We say one of us says something back to him, and then we walk to the ring. Mm-hmm. And Batista. And Vince could not agree on what that should be. And like they kept going back and forth and his idea was, I don't think I should look like I hired security. I think it should be that they are there to protect the WrestleMania main event so that me and Cena don't Right. We don't kill each other ahead of the WrestleMania main event. And Vince is like, My God, if they were hired by Titan Sports, there'd be twelve, there wouldn't be six. <laughs> and so anyway, the line he, he does is he walks out, he looks at us and goes, You guys know your job, right? Stay out of my spotlight. And then he walks and we follow. And I'm thinking like, that's the, that's right. the winner. Like, that's what, what, you know, yeah. that's what won the pony as Jim Cornette would said. Like, right. good God. Like that's, I mean, I'm not saying that anything else was better, but that was not the winner. No. So going back to what you were saying with Goldberg, like. They
1: could have even said like, you've earned my respect. Yes. That would have
0: been better than you
1: passed the test.
0: Like, <laughs> like, good God. All right. Pencils down. You passed. Yes. (laughs) It's so dumb. (laughs) So bad. Uh, So anyway, um, that being said, with with all these names returning, do you feel like there's a there'll be like a sense of like anger for some people being like, you know, we've been wrestling in this COVID era for a year and a half. And all these guys come in right when we have fans back. Is is there, is there, I don't think so. I do, man. You do? Yeah. Because you're going to be like, like, that's not the same. And granted, like, yeah, but I feel feel like WWE's done a really good job of making sure there was content there. Sure. And a very unusual time. Sure. And doing a good job with the Thunderdome and things like that. So it's not like super weird, Mm -hmm. but it's not the same. And we all know that. So if you're one of those guys working every week during this era then all of a sudden big names come back and they get the spotlight and you're not even on the card yeah that pissed me off
1: yeah and no i I do get that but I mean I think they got to look at it from the uh the legends point of view in the sense that they are kind of a big deal no oh, yeah why would they come back to no fans? You know what I mean? Like, I get that. Now, Goldberg, I could get two shits about whether or not he comes back, period. You best Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, but, like, guys like The Rock, you know, like, I know we've, we've all fantasy booked him versus Roman, but, like, if that was actually part of the plan. That's got to be WrestleMania. I mean. I think it was probably WrestleMania last year. Yeah, it was but, supposed to be, yeah. Right, but, like, COVID obviously killed that. So, I mean, the only well, the only legend who has been there and just been there throughout
0: is Edge. And, and he he hasn't even been there the whole time he's yeah. he just recently returned
1: yeah he uh, a few weeks ago and then he was on this friday smackdown which friday is smackdown i watched the first hour of it i ended up having to change the channel to watch a, a movie with the wife but but that first hour was killer cuz yeah. you know, they're finally back in front of the live crowd mm-hmm. who knows how long that'll keep up but that first hour was really
0: well done as, um, you mean keep up as far as the show being good right yeah but
1: like they started started out no promos just got right to in ring action it was uh it was Ray and Dominic and Edge versus uh the the Usos and,
0: and Roman Reigns
1: that was like what kicked off smackdown
0: hell of a good match six man tag um speaking of that i got i want to throw a little curveball in there what did you think about Jimmy Uso getting another DUI did he i didn't even hear about it yeah a few weeks ago I or mean, about a week ago i mean at this point like
1: i I don't know. I love the Usos always have, but like the man clearly needs help. Yeah. And and um either that or somebody needs to slap him around and be like, "Dude, it's 2021. Get an effing Uber. It's not that hard." You know right. what I
0: mean? Like and I don't know if it's just excessive drinking to the where to the point where you don't even think you're drunk. I don't know, but like this is like the fourth time this has happened, right? I know it's been pe- too many. I know people that drink
1: always think they're okay to drive.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Always. Like, Cheech. Here's a Cheech story <laughs> out of the blue. He he came up to me just the other day. and Poetic Prophet's loving this right Yeah, now. yeah. Shout out to Poetic Prophet. Um, he came up to me the other day, and he was like, f up my car. And uh, I was like, how'd you do that? And he's like, ran into a tree. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, that'll do and that. I was,
1: I was like, we're... Were you drunk? And he's like, Yeah. I was like, dude, you're gonna you're gonna F around and lose your job one day. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, if you get a DUI, we drive for a living. If you get a DUI, you're F'd. They'll probably fire him, right? Straight up. Like, and he's not no, gonna get another job. No warning, nothing. You're fired. I mean, because our whole job that Fs up the company's insurance. That, sure I mean that F's up everything. And so, Especially
0: if he had another accident with a DUI on his record. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And so it's it's one of those things like Especially when you're
1: in my position and guys like me's position, like you got to be smart. But I think in general,
0: why are you just okay with be like, ah, I'll get a DUI? Like eventually, they're just gonna put you in jail for a year. Well, and and maybe that's this. is the system need to crack down on something like that? I think. I mean, I'll I, be honest, I've I my family's lost a family member because of drunk driving. Yeah, you know Jack Gamble, his whole family almost died because of drunk driving. Yeah, so that's not something I. I I really despise it most because I feel like it's incredibly, incredibly easy to just not do it. Yeah, It's so easy to just not drive drunk. And especially now, mm-hmm. you know, back in the day, like maybe you have to call someone and that's annoying and you don't want to do it. But now right. Uber, Lyft, like that's what that's probably a big portion of their business. Yeah. Is the that. weekends? Yeah, sure. So just don't do it. Right. It just it literally makes no sense.
1: I mean. And maybe his whole thing is like, I don't want to get recognized, but like, I feel like that's a small price to pay for you not going to jail that night. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Or killing somebody. Yeah. It's just, I don't know. That, that doesn't make sense. And it's really sad because again, I love the Usos Yeah. and it's just, uh, it's, it's sad to see.
0: It is. But anyway, uh, back, back on topic a bit, um, obviously SmackDown, I've heard it was a great show this week. Yeah. Haven't got to see it yet. I know Money in the Bank seems like it's a fun one. I think that's, uh, I, is that tonight?
1: That's uh, yeah. Uh, or t- yeah. As this drops, um, but yeah, it's tomorrow as we record this. It's I the men's money in the Bing Bat match. I think it'll be fun. I do feel like it's predictable with uh, McIntyre being in it. Mm-hmm. Um, that being said, I think
0: unless Goldberg comes out and you know, right, like he didn't pass this test, bitch, right? Like I'd be down for that, but that um, yeah, just keep Goldberg
1: out of the title picture. I don't care what happens. Um, yeah. But the women's Money in the Bank match, that legit has, like, four possible winners to me. Oh, yeah. And so I think that one's going to be just as fun because, again, you don't know. And then um, I believe we have a one-on-one match with Edge and Roman.
0: Yeah, so the title.
1: that's going to be cool. Um, I would love it if Roman actually won because I do want to see that that continue. But at the same time, I think it'd be cool to see Edge win because he can get that, like, you know, 10 years later title yeah i I think
0: it'll happen eventually Mm -hmm. i think edge will definitely win the title but yeah i mean i think it's i think it's fun yeah i mean i think it's really cool um
1: and i'll say this i didn't like i said i didn't watch the last half hour smackdown but i want to give props to the fans for uh being out of the loop for a year and a half coming back and not doing a what chant props
0: to them for not doing that do you think it's making them as as a group of fans more like Hey, we're just so happy this is back. We're not going to be <laughs> right. dickheads.
1: Right. Like, I feel like everybody's a little bit appreciative right now. Yeah. It might change in six months. We it will, I'm sure. Back. But like, I just props to them for not doing what chance. I mean, people were able to do
0: promos without that BS and everything. It was nice. It's it's one of those things I think we've, what, what do they call it? When the, you take things for granted. Yeah. Like, we've always taken a lot of things like that for granted once COVID happened. I don't think anyone predicted something like that. Definitely not. And so, live events, concerts, music, wrestling, sports—all that stuff basically being put on hold for the most part. Really, I think changed everyone's perspectives, and now, yeah, hopefully more people are like, okay, this is this is good. We're glad this is back. Absolutely. Uh, Malachi ba- uh, Black debuts for AEW. Yeah, um, I all about it. I am too.
1: I think it's uh, I think it's pretty cool. I am confused as to why he didn't just go with Tommy End, but. Um, Don't care. I think it's cool. I I love the fact that he's feuding with Cody right out of the gate.
0: Mm -hmm. I dig it. He, again, falls in that category of like one of those guys. uh, Man, if that guy goes to AEW, he'll be a big deal. Yeah. Like I think we all thought that, but it's weird. I kind of also forget Andrade's there now. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because so many guys show up. Yep. There's a big rumor that Daniel Bryan or Bryan Danielson might be signing with AEW.
1: That would that would uh, that would be to me the first big shot to WWE,
0: and I think that is a big reason why Triple H yanked Samoa Joe back because yeah. apparently he called him that day. Yeah, and I think he probably knew like if they get Joe, yeah, like they've got something. Yeah, and and you know Alistair Black or Malachi Black is not as big a deal, but I mean he's a good guy. And I was telling you this before we started recording. When he debuted in NXT, because we had seen him on in the indies, mm-hmm. we, we'd watched mm-hmm. some pay-per-views and, or some events that he was on, so I knew he was good. Yeah. But when he debuted in NXT with that look and the music and the yep. coffin-like entrance and everything, I was just like, this dude is freaking can't miss. Yeah. This He is absolutely can't miss. This yeah. guy is a star. His action figure you can literally not find anywhere. Yeah. Money. Yeah, and I, it doesn't happen, and I don't get it.
1: I, I I don't get it either, and it's one of those things. Um, maybe WWE kind of knew they weren't going to do anything with them, and so they didn't really try to push him. Um, but why wouldn't you do anything with them? I I don't know. I, I honest to God don't know. I mean, to me, we're we're in this we're in this really weird point in wrestling. More, I mean, mostly with WWE because AEW is such a new company. But we're in this really weird place in wrestling where it's like it reminds me of the 90s. You know, you have Bret Hart, Shawn Michaels, Triple H, all these guys who are big stars, but yet you still got F and Hogan. Mm -hmm. Hogan's the top guy, you know, and and so no one's getting to the top until Hogan's out of here. And and on the flip side of that, you know, we got freaking Randy Orton still here. We Mm -hmm. got Bobby Lashley still here. We got Drew McIntyre still here. Drew McIntyre's just getting started with his top top of the card run. Yeah. And so like a lot of these guys are just going to have to wait their turn. And that's where I think WWE is at. Like with that, I mean, I could be way off base, but that's kind of the, what it looks like to me because,
0: well, it's like Jericho's not going to be a top guy in WCW because he's not Hogan, Kevin Nash or Goldberg.
1: Right. But he can go to, and at the time WWE was like AEW where they had all the young stars Mm Mm-hmm. And I think right now WWE is kind of back in that place where they still have all these old guys, not old guys, but like the the old generation who are still good to go. But, you know, they still have like a big influx of young talent that they just got to kind of tread water with until the old guys are ready to, to let it go.
0: Well, I know there for a few years, there seemed to be a trend where WWE would light a guy up, make him a star, then put the brakes on. Yeah. And I had always heard a rumor that Vince did not want a guy to get to Stone Cold or The Rock Heights as far as popularity. Simply because if they get to that point, they can start calling their own shots and make demands and stuff because they're a top, top guy. Mm -hmm. And he wanted WWE to sell as a brand, not necessarily like the Marquises appearing Stone Cold Steve Austin. It's WWE and that's enough to sell it. I think that's caught up to him. And what I mean by that is we are now in a period where you have all these great talents, but you don't have, like, the tippity-top guys. Right. You don't have the stars. Not the superstars like we've had before. Yeah. Because I'm, I'm sure you remember back in the Saturday morning program, come, you know, Topeka, Kansas, appearing live, the ultimate warrior. Yeah. If you're in Topeka, you're going nuts. Oh, yeah. You're going to see the warrior, you yeah. know? So, like, that's that's why you're going. You know, if it's like appearing alive, hacksaw Jim Duggan, you're like, oh, okay. Yeah. And that's not a knock on him, but he's not the tippity top guy. Yeah. He's a well known character and he's a guy everyone knows and loves, but he's not the ultimate warrior. Yeah. So I kind of wonder in a way. And the reason I say that is because I feel like anytime WWE wants a pop rating, what do they do? Hogan, Austin, Yep. Rock. That's the guys they go to. They don't go to their guys. Right. They're not saying, like, oh, you know, appearing alive is going to be Roman Reigns. Right. He's on there every week. Dude, SmackDown's coming to town.
1: They don't even mention who's on the card, right? All they do is promote the show, like right. WWE SmackDown to
0: Tulsa, and and granted, it's a different time because we haven't had live WWE wrestling in a year and a half. So I get it, but I'm totally with you. Like that's, I think that's part of the issue. And so, but I I, to to validate your point, I
1: remember back in the day when it would be like WWE Live coming to Tulsa, and it would come see Goldberg versus the Giant, right? Like you you would. Get to hear what matches were going to happen or some of the stars that were going to be there. You know,
0: appearing live, Goldberg, Diamond Dallas Page, the Giant, you know, like the handful of top names that actually would come in.
1: Right. Now you like you don't know. I mean, you you do know because everything's on TV, but like it's it's not it's not promoted as
0: these stars are coming. It's promoted as the show. That's kind of where I wonder if NXT was more of a curse than a blessing. Like look at Apollo Crews. That guy's been money since day one. Yeah, they have not done a thing with him until more recently. Yeah, you know, so it's like, mm-hmm. what the hell does he need to do? Yeah, I know, and it's,
1: it's just a. I think it kind of goes back to my point where like you, we have all these older guys who just are are still there, and you almost you can only have so many top guys. Mm-hmm. And I just, how do you how do you get a guy like um, like Apollo Cruz to the top? You know, mm-hmm. I mean, without sliding some of your veterans
0: that have been there for years. Right. You got to do something. Right. Well, I mean, Arne Anderson on his podcast brought up a very good point about the Ascension. Because when they came in, I remember hearing like they're going to kind of get an 80s makeover. Mm -hmm. I'm all about that. Oh, yeah. And I thought that, I mean, they had one run of Elites, which I think are amazing. Because I love the shoulder pads. I love the face paint and all that stuff. I mean, it was like, this is cool. Yeah. Their first promo was bashing face painted eighties tag tape. LOD, Demolition. Powers of Pain, etc. What a rush. What a joke. Yeah. He brought a point, he goes, that'd be like the revival saying the brain busters are the shits. Yeah. They they wouldn't that's why they modeled themselves after the brain busters because that's who they loved. Right. And I'm like, well that yeah. And that I think and that made Ascension almost like dead in the water. It it killed their
1: momentum right away.
0: They were huge in NXT. Yeah. How are these guys not doing huge stuff on the main roster? Yeah. I I still think with those guys they should have just kept them quiet, you know.
1: Let let them beat people up. They don't say a word. Cool entrance, cool yeah. music.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. They just beat people up, beat job guys up. Yeah, because they did that for a bit, but they don't need promos yet. Just right. maybe some screaming. Right. So, I don't know. It's weird. It's weird how the wrestling industry works at times. Yeah, but to go back to uh,
1: Malachi Black, I think it's I think it's a. Uh, Awesome for him. I don't think it hurts WWE so much because, like, they didn't use him.
0: Well, no. And that's the thing is Andrade, Sting, the big show even. Yeah. None of those hurt WWE because they weren't being utilized. Daniel Bryan, if he goes to AEW, I mean, that's a big
1: shot. It is. Because, I mean, that's a former, what, three-time champion? Yeah. I
0: mean. He's main evented WrestleMania this year.
1: Right. Plus, plus. Intercontinental champion, you, not he United States champion? Mm-hmm. He's damn near a Grand Slam champion if he's not. I mean, he's damn near done it all in WWE. And to, to now go over to AEW, that's a big shot.
0: And he would be very – and I've heard he's possibly thinking a lighter schedule, possibly part-time, and I think, man, he'd be a great player coach. Oh, yeah. Just like Dustin Rhodes. He's got so much knowledge. Mm-hmm. Same so, with like Christian Cage, and I'm sure he's kind of doing that. Yeah, but it's like, and I and I feel like AEW, and I'll and I'll say it to the end. I'm an AEW apologist, but I love the fact that they're trying to utilize their well-known talent to establish their lesser-known talent. I think that's the mm-hmm. key. Try to use these stars to build new stars. Yeah. Now, if they continue to do that, who knows? But I think that's the that's the smart move. Like MJF's becoming to me a huge name because of the feud with Jericho. M- MJF is absolutely a. top heel right now and i i I
1: think give it a year and he'll probably be champ uh maybe two but i he will be though you know it's it's gonna be soon and and then um i mean that that new part of the feud that he's got going on with jericho is just money like the Mm -hmm. the whatever the five whatever for jericho where he's doing the five gimmicks and things like that i mean that's that's pretty badass but I don't know. Um, but yeah, I mean, Christian Cage hooking up with like Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus. I think that's awesome too. Definitely. Uh, cool little thing. So there's, I mean, there's definitely some cool stuff going
0: on at AEW. Definitely. Well, we got a little bit of movie talk. Why well, don't say we dive into it? Let's do it. This is Break Up and Bane Up at the Movies, oh, This is Break Up and Bane Up
1: at the Movies, oh, This is Break Up and Bane Up at the Movies, this is Breaker bait up at the movies. Joe. Yeah. Alright, fellas. Go ahead and take it from
0: here. What you got now? I'll tell you what we got now. Big underscore bane How about the announcement? Deadpool officially in the MCU. That is awesome. I'm I'm super I'm super stoked about this because I feel like Ryan Reynolds is just such an amazing person to play Deadpool that this definitely needed to happen. Now, no formal announcements. He did a video with Korg from Thor Ragnarok where they were kind of talking about the new Ryan Reynolds movie, which I thought was kind of funny. But you've made a a point before that you think Deadpool should take over the Stan Lee role and just cameo and everything.
1: Yeah, I think he'd be perfect for that. He's got the attitude, the personality. I think it'd be great.
0: I think it would be interesting. Yeah, I don't know if that's something that they plan to do because I still wonder if Disney's still a little like iffy on the uh, R-rated film.
1: It could be. Um, And and it makes sense to be. But at the same time, I think with Deadpool being in the MCU, I feel like Ryan Reynolds was probably part of the conversations. And I'm sure he probably was like, we can't really tone him down. It's Deadpool, you know. Mm. And and so I'm sure they've come to some agreements. Maybe they tone certain things down. Uh, Maybe he's less sexual, you know. But... I mean, I, I would imagine Deadpool's still going to be
0: Deadpool. Is it two versions, though? Do we do a PG-13 cut and an R-rated cut? And I'd be fine with that, too,
1: because, I mean, it's like the uh, uh, the Christmas version they did of Deadpool, uh, the second Deadpool. Like, it was like PG-13.
0: Mm-hmm. I mean, why not? I'd be fine with that. Yeah. I mean, because I've heard Disney Plus, a big thing, is they don't want anything R-rated on their streaming platform. And I'm, I'm fine with that, but why not do... An unrated cut, an R-rated cut, or whatever it needs to be, and make that more widespread. Whereas the uh, the regular version, you know, the PG thirteen version, is on Disney Plus. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you uh, you brought this up to me before we started recording. Uh, Fear Street on Netflix, man. Yeah, so
1: Fear Street, uh, they had three parts. I think one was. Nineteen ninety four, something like that. I don't know. One was set in the nineties. One was set in the seventies, and the other one was set in the sixteen sixty six. And very different time periods. Very different, and the, I mean, it's all explained. The cool thing about this is, it's one of those stories that could almost. I mean, obviously, there's some things that wouldn't make sense, but like you could almost tell it backwards, you know, mm. uh, because. Because they could have told the 1666
0: story first. So it says part one, 1994, part two,
1: 1978, part three, 1666. Yes. And the 70s is set at a camp. So a la, you know, Friday the 13th, Jason.
0: Um, so it's 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 basically, from what I understand, it's three separate films that kind of all interlock with each other.
1: It's, yes. And things, and things so like there's, without giving too many things away, like there are... Um, there are basically these demon possessed monsters and and you know impossible to kill blah 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 well it basically what it amounts to is over the years the decades the centuries those weren't monsters they were people who got possessed and it's kind of going back and telling their story and things like that and then obviously everything culminates in the in the third and final film but um, dude, it's such a good, good film and you wouldn't be able to really tell it was RL Stein, um, if it wasn't for the fact that we
0: know fear street. Yeah. Um, but it's, which was like his first big thing that was actually yeah. before goosebumps. Yeah. Goosebumps was just the most, um, I think most notoriety.
1: Yeah. Cause I mean, as a kid, I mean, that was pretty much the only thing you could read. That was spooky, you know? Um, which was,
0: it was barely spooky. It, yeah.
1: But, um, it was. Dude, it was really good films and, and I think the fact that they do tie it all tie in together, I think that's really fun and it's it was really cool how they released them because it was every Friday for like three weeks in a row. So that's like, fun. For like the last three weeks, me and the wife have been like, Yep, yeah, we know what we're watching, mm-hmm. you know. So it's it's been really cool. I, I, I dig it. I think it's yeah. a fun idea.
0: Yeah, me too. We also saw the release of Black Widow finally. It's been over delayed over a year. Um they did it's on Disney uh like Premier Access, Disney plus Premier Access, which We've talked about this in the past. Mm-hmm. Um, with a Disney Plus subscription, you can buy the film for $30. Yes. Now, it'll be on there in a few months. Right. But if you want it now... 30 bucks. $30. bucks. we have talked about, you know, the, you obviously are not a movie theater fan. Nope. I love the concept of the movie theater, but I feel like the execution of it is getting worse and worse. Yes. And price and everything else like that. And so, anyway, um, apparently the first weekend... Black Widow made around 90 million in the box office, but sixty million just on Disney plus yeah and you were saying before we started recording, like I think that's proof that this is a good idea like this works yeah, because I mean
1: granted I mean that's still ninety million dollars worth of people that wanted to go to the theaters
0: you can I mean that's the thing is like but is it a good idea to keep both options available that's
1: that's what I think if if Disney plus can make 30 sixty million dollars By allowing people to watch it at home, you'd be stupid not to do that. Yeah. And I, so for these other movie companies, take a page out of Disney's book, Mm -hmm. allow people to watch it at home if they want
0: to. It's a little bit more expensive, but you can watch it in your living room. Seriously. Like
1: make us pay $30 to watch it. Who cares? Because it's probably going to be me and the wife if it's a rated R film, but just me and the wife, that's the cost of what two people would be anyway at the theater. Oh yeah, so we're, we'd be fine with that, and I know a lot of movies have actually been like twenty dollars to rent through Voodoo and through stuff. Voodoo. Yeah, yeah. But like, I, I do know the Disney movies on Voodoo are
0: thirty dollars, and I so, don't. That may be on Voodoo, too. It, like it, it is.
1: Black Widow is. Well, well, I don't know about that, but I know the Disney movies in the past. I think the last one before that was that Cruella.
0: Yeah, I so looked I'll, at because honestly, like, I would be more apt to do it on Voodoo just because. I'll always have it even if I cancel a Disney Plus subscription.
1: But see, I don't know if it's to buy or to rent. Uh, that could be. I can't remember if it was
0: just to rent. If it's just to rent, then
1: you might just go ahead and do Disney Plus.
0: Yeah. And that's where it is kind of like, well, what, what do you do? I mean, right. Because, I mean, I think my mindset's like, well, I don't want to pay for the movie twice, but you're doing that anyway if you buy a movie ticket. And uh...
1: But I, th- I feel like these movie companies are leaving money on the table when they don't allow us to do this, especially now that we've had it. For a year, it's not on voodoo, so that answers that question. Well, there we go. Um, but especially now that we've had it for a year, it only makes sense to keep it going. Mm-hmm. I mean, especially like with with this new movie making sixty million dollars first weekend. I mean, that's that's insane.
0: Like, why not? No, it's. I know uh, that Jungle Cruise Disney film with The Rock mm-hmm. is coming out, and that's going to be the same way. Premiere access on Disney Plus. Yeah, so I don't think that that's a bad. Move, especially if you have a family or you know don't really want to get out, whatever it might be. So, I don't think it's a bad idea, I just think it's an interesting way of doing it. And you know, it's again, it's one of those things like, would you have earned 90 million in the box office still, maybe more? I don't know, like that's it, might have been a little bit more, but I don't see people doing both ways, but
1: I don't think. I don't because it was ninety and sixty, right? Yeah. So I don't think they would have made one hundred and fifty million that first weekend. You know what I mean? Not, not totally. No, right. I think it would have been like maybe one hundred ten, maybe. You know, but like I think a lot of these people want to stay home and want to watch movies and Mm -hmm. want to watch movies in the comfort of their home. I think there are a lot more people like me than we think, and so.
0: Well, and I think it's also been a thing where like that's not been an option. Until right. now. Right. Right. As far as. And then
1: when people started getting it, they're like, damn, this is nice. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, like you said, uh, watching a movie in a theater is there is something I think special about that. But at the same time, I don't know if it's necessarily better. I think it's different. Right. And I I think like there's nostalgic elements. Like I, I was at Walmart the other day and I saw a lady thumbing through all the uh, records. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to buy a record player and right. a record, right. like, you know, right. vinyl. Like, no, thanks. Yeah. I put it on my phone and I listen to it. Right. That's what people do in 2021. Yeah. But if you were into music to that level and wanted to collect records, I get it. Yeah. You know, I, I get it. But it's just a different different feeling, I guess.
1: Yeah, definitely. And, you know, I, I think the idea of going to the theater is great. But the execution of going to the theater usually sucks.
0: Mm-hmm very expensive yeah. and and everything like that like you said microwave popcorns relatively inexpensive yeah and, so and you get that uh that uh that jiffy pop
1: blast of butter my god
0: oh it's good that's just as good as theater popcorn to me I'm thinking about uh making a little rundown to oh, the corn popper oh yeah they have some of that flavored popcorn oh hell yeah they do they have Cajun flavor I don't know if
1: I could do Cajun
0: That might be kind of good I don't know I don't know I'm I'm a big, I'm a big kettle corn guy Kettle corn's good. Uh, my, uh, no
1: one in my family likes kettle corn. I'm the only one. They have a uh, chocolate popcorn. Chocolate popcorn's good. Yeah. Um, I'm also a big caramel popcorn fan. Sure. Love me some caramel popcorn. Um
0: caramel corn, bro. Yeah. Uh yeah, there's there's plenty of good good kinds of popcorn. Definitely. Definitely good stuff. We've got some toy talk. Why do you say we dive into it here? Let's do it. Here we go. Open the box. It's the
1: fall of the show. We'll break your remain. Do a bit of toy talk. Here we go.
0: Open the box. It's the fall of the show. We'll break your remain. Do a bit of toy talk. All right, Big Underscore Band. We saw this uh, revealed uh online, this new Ultimate Edition Sergeant Slaughter. Yes. Uh, pretty fun figure, kind of LJN-style packaging. Um yep. It's an Ultimate Slaughter. It's got multiple heads, multiple hands. Um, it's even going to have a chase where the card backing instead of the light blue will be black like the last wave of LJN.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, Comic-Con exclusive. What do you think? I think it's cool. Do you think
1: they'd put this out because of AEW doing the LJN figures?
0: Maybe. Maybe the carding.
1: But right. I don't know. Because it's, I mean, because there's really no reason to do that carding. No. Um, I mean, other than the fact that it's a Sergeant Slaughter figure, but. I dig the figure. I mean, I love a Sergeant Slaughter figure.
0: Is it weird to you that they, cause Sergeant Slaughter was, I don't know. So I don't know how much you know about this. He was like the huge omission from LJN.
1: Cause he right. left the company right yes. around the
0: time they started. Hasbro actually ended up making a LJN style Sergeant Slaughter. But it was a little bit harder. If I remember, little, right, It was a yeah. little bit harder, I think, uh, but it, it looked compatible yeah. with your LJNs. But of course it didn't have the, the LJN carding and things of that nature. Right. So to me, it only makes sense that they made an LJN Sergeant Slaughter. Yeah, but maybe they're thinking like, well, that's passe. I don't know what their thought was, but
1: I I think Mattel is going to find out real quick. And I know we're going to get into it, but I think Mattel is going to find out real quick how big of a mistake they made by never doing LJNs. Mm -hmm. I mean, because it's 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 kind of a big bigger market than what they think.
0: Well, yeah, and obviously, with uh, I think more people are now are realizing like how big of a market Hasbro was with yeah. so many different companies doing Hasbro style figures. Yeah, it's pretty obvious. Um, we found out from from Jazzwares and Jeremy that uh, they're going to have one LJN for every other wave of Unmatched. Mm-hmm. So wave one is Cody Rhodes. Wave two, or I'm sorry, wave three will be Darby Allen. Yeah, we don't know wave five yet, of course, but. Is that something? So you pre-ordered the Cody Rhodes LJN? We'll say that. And actually, I don't know if you know this. It's the first figure that's labeled Cody Rhodes. Oh, is it? Yeah, because they've all been they've all been Cody up to this point. Okay, so that'll be cool. I Um, love the packaging. It looks very much like LJN Wrestling Superstars. Yeah, it does. But
1: it's obviously the or the uh, AEW packaging. But it's Mm -hmm. like got the pictures that are LJN style. I I think it looks great.
0: I love the the cutout bio card, and it has a poster inside. Yes,
1: and I, I think. I think just by the pictures, it looks a million times better than the Young Bucks, oh, LJNs. Yeah. Um, so I think they look pretty good. I, uh, Which, I mean, the L- Young Buck LJNs is not a pretty high bar to set. You know, it's pretty low. Yeah,
0: they they weren't the best. No. But I think me and you both bought those simply because we thought that that was going to be like the start of something. Yes. And it was like, ooh, they're making L I I feel like you're a bigger LJN fan than I am, maybe. Yeah,
1: because even though they, those were before my time, that was what I had. Like sure. we didn't we didn't we bought Hasbro's, but it was like I would get I would get a Hasbro for my birthday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It wasn't like every other weekend we'd go and I'd get some Hasbro's. Like I I just had my thirty LJNs and that was it. Mm-hmm. You know, and I even had a duplicate of a couple of them, and like I ended up faking up making up something, and I had like twin versions of Junkyard Dog and. It was like two of them with tag team.
0: The, ju- the Junkyard Dogs.
1: <laughs> yeah. And so it was stuff like that. So I kind of like, I, I was an LJN guy through and through just because it got passed down from my brother, you know? Sure.
0: Well, I got a lot of mine from garage sales. So like, I remember my, my Greg Valentine, half his face was bitten off by a yeah. dog. And my uh, Big John stud, the whole inside of his mouth was like drawn in with a... Like a pen, so it was yeah, like kind of a blue gray color. Yep, like he had some type of weird mouth disease. <laughs> but yeah, like that was what was. That's the thing is like you you grew up with what you had, and yeah. that's what you played with. So I could see where you can like, oh, these are fun. I want these. You know, right. So I mean, I think it's cool. I think it's cool that uh the Jazzverse is doing this. I think good for them. Absolutely, yeah, and I'm excited to see if dude if they make a Luchasaurus. Holy crap! I think one would be really fun is if they did a Surfer
1: Sting. Yeah, now that's something they need to do uh, because. I know he had the uh, OSFTM figure, mm-hmm. right? And then he had the uh, the Galoob. But, like, a new version of that would be really cool. One thing I really like about this versus what the uh, they did with the Young Bucks is the Young Bucks was in their, like, signature taunt pose. Mm-hmm. Cody's in, like, a pose that you could actually probably do a move with. It's he's like in the, the LJN pose. Right. He's kind of like in the, uh, was it the Paul Orndor for, like, maybe the Greg Valentine pose? Greg
0: Valentine was in that exact pose. The yes. arm up and the arm down. Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: And so it's... It's like, that's that's cool, because now Cody can do the punch, you can do the DDT, you can do the elbow drop. Like, there's a lot of things we could do with him. But, like, those young bucks, you can't do anything with their statues.
0: Yeah, it's kind of like uh, the Rick Rude that Jeff and Scott yes. always talk about. Yeah. yeah,
1: and so it's very similar to that. But, you know, it is what it is.
0: Well, I mean, I think it's cool. The Darby Allen looks like it'll be fun as well. Yep. So I, I think that's kind of a fun idea yeah. to throw these LJNs out there, and then maybe they do a ringside exclusive. Who knows? I mean, yeah. I but think that's uh, that's a cool
1: idea. I'd, I'd love to see a Luchasaurus LJN. I mean, I think
0: I feel like that's got to happen. He's
1: he's a guy that I feel like is perfect for that style mm-hmm. of figure. If they're going to do any of them,
0: I think your top top toy guys: Cody, Darby, Lucha, Kenny. Yeah, I think Dustin Rhodes would be cool, especially the oh, blue gear
1: with an LJN. Yeah, and I see I almost because he was in that same series, I almost pre-ordered him, but I was like, you know what, nah, yeah. I don't. I don't. I don't really need more than two or more than one. Sure,
0: Dustin. But I think it's. I think it's a cool yeah. idea that they're doing this. So. Yeah. But uh, onto that Sergeant Slaughter, I think it's it's kind of a fun idea. Uh, do you think that would be something WWE or Mattel more specifically decides to do now as an LJ in style since since Jazzverse is doing it? Maybe, but you know they've said before like
1: we're not going to do this because they they weigh too
0: much and
1: the shipping is just outrageous. But.
0: But doing one per wave.
1: We're doing one per wave and
0: making us pay for it duh like put that in the cost of the figure i don't think one per wave is going to like out make your package that much heavier
1: well but like so when i pre-ordered that on um on ringside ended up being right under 40 dollars. it was like 37 something right and i know normally with the figures i think it's like 32 maybe 35 so it is a couple of dollars more to ship I would be totally fine if an LJN style figure from Mattel was like thirty bucks. Mm-hmm. That to me makes sense to to see a thirty dollar figure on the peg that that is the LJN because I know they're heavier. I know there's like it's a totally different process to make those. I mean. Makes sense. So no, yeah, I, mean, I
0: think I think they should do it. I mean, right. even even still do it. Maybe maybe make it a ringside exclusive. Yeah. <clears throat> so it doesn't have to be like on the pegs if that's the issue. I don't right. know. It's hard to say, but I think it's a fun idea. Absolutely it is. So yeah, that's that's pretty cool. Anyway, we got some uh PHPW talk for Star Spangled Beatings. Why say we dive into it? Let's do it,
1: Breaker. We are gearing up for Star Spangled Beatings. And you know, it's been a couple weeks since we podcasted. I can't remember. What all we have announced, um so I'm gonna kind of quickly go over what's been check marked here, and that is um we got the gatekeeper championship on the line as American ace Bill billvenus takes on Ethan chambers yuck, and Ethan doesn't want this match to happen breaker
0: he he's he says I mean, you kind of you've kind of thrown your uh Well, throwing your political weight around. I mean, more than once. Well,
1: here's the thing: is is I just I need people to get in line, and people like Ethan are refusing to get in line, and uh, it's starting to piss me off. And gonna give him a spanking. And what? That's weird. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Here's here's the thing: is I am going to make damn sure, one way or another, Ethan Chambers defends that title whether he does it successfully or not he's going to have a match and i've got a plan i've talked with somebody who's going to help ensure that that happens and you got like an insurance policy maybe maybe it's, it's a bad insurance policy but it's an insurance policy i love all the corruption so it's going to happen well we also are going to see a rematch between jack gamble and john webb that's going to take place at star spangled beatings we have the Die Hard championship on the line In a chicken coop match as Kreger takes on the Reaper. Then we have the uh, PHPW Heavyweight Championship as Mike
0: the Cleaner takes on Tier 1 Travis Fowler. Is Tier 1 ready. So I saw you posted a graphic. He's the longest reigning PHPW champion in history. And he's been the longest reigning for a little while. But now he's broken that 100-day
1: mark. And... You know, because of that, he's he's got that attitude. He's got that cockiness. It doesn't matter what I do to to prevent him from being so damn cocky. He just doesn't. He doesn't allow it.
0: Um, but I mean, I kind of think he should be a little cocky. The guy's been champion for what over three months now. Riker, almost four. What what happens
1: at work when you piss off your boss?
0: Well, I mean, usually my boss just kind of backs down because I'm way bigger than him. In a normal setting, I mean, you get written up,
1: you get fired, you get you get put to task. Well, then,
0: okay, then I'm going to... How about you just fire him, then? If you if you don't like his attitude, why don't you just fire him? Big underscore Bane, you corrupt... Do you want that? Do you want me to fire him? I want you to back up your claim. Do you hear that, tier one? Your buddy Breaker's telling me to fire you. No, that's not what I'm saying. You see, you're putting words in my mouth. The corruption is running wild. What I'm saying is if you have an issue, why don't you settle it like a man? It's going to get settled. At
1: Star Spangled Beatings, it will be settled. Speaking of insurance policies, I've got something up my sleeve for that, too.
0: No good
1: God. You just wait and see. But we've got more to talk about here, Breaker. We've got two more matches to announce. We're going to announce them right now. We have the Tag Team Championship on the line as the inevitable assassins who
0: are on a tear. They are. I mean, quite a tag team. I don't I can't even, wait till you get mad at those guys.
1: I, dude, they're they're on my team. Yeah, right. They 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 will do whatever dirty work I need them to do because they are assassins. And uh they are defending against Rick my faction, Cam and Joe. We will find out how that goes, Cam and Joe. I believe they want a number one contenders match to get to that spot. So. They did. And so With that being said, it will be, I believe, at the moment, they are the last team that the Inevitable Assassins have not beaten. Okay. At the moment. So we will find out how this goes. Um, But then we also have the King of the Mountain Championship on the line, as David Thomas has still yet to cash in his title. And good for him. You know what I mean? Like keep
0: Keep your title, bro. He
1: wants to defend it. He wants to... Be that champion. And uh he's gonna defend it against Prison Mike, Ricky the Roper Rex, Barry Frost, Pyro, Dmitry Alexandrov, Jeff Toon, and a mystery opponent breaker.
0: Lovely. I have acquired some talent. And I, and I when I say lovely, I mean by all the uh goofs you have in there. Oh for- no. I think you'll enjoy this one, Breaker. Oh, will I? It's a mystery opponent, but you'll enjoy it. I will. It's
1: somebody you know very well, Breaker. Might even say you were trained by the same man.
0: Hold on to your lid, there, fella. <laughs> you hold on to your lid, fella. I, I, I'm about to flip my <laughs> lid.
1: But uh, I'll, I'll let you know. We're going to keep it a secret. Okay. On the air, but we're, okay. We're gonna. I'll let you know. You let me know. You'll be happy about it. Maybe not. Probably not. Because, because, I brokered a deal with him.
0: You brokered a deal. Yeah,
1: it's. It, I'll put it out there. It's more than one guy, but this one guy
0: is going to debut at Star Spangled Beatings. Fantastic. Yes. Well, um, now that we've gotten rid of like you know the Ultimate Barker and those other doofuses that we Freakazord, fired. Freakazord. Yeah. Chuckles. Yeah, I'm glad they're all gone. Why did we sell Pyro? Well, he's part of the contract
1: of me. This is, why, this is why I'm doing the things I'm doing now, Breaker, is because Bill because you Benis, dropped the ball before. Bill Beanus set off a cataclysmic event in PHPW and is causing me to go crazy to fix it. I'm glad we ironed that out. Yes. So this is all for the greater good, Tier 1. It's not personal, except you're making it personal.
0: Well, I disagree. I think it definitely is personal. It's getting personal. He's, He's making it personal. You're so corrupt. Anyway, Star Spangled Beatings is coming up. Do we have a date on that show yet? Absolutely, we do, Breaker. It is going to be July 31st. July 3-1. Yes. Fantastic. The very last so, day of July. Star Spangled Beatings. Check it out. Absolutely. All right, and now we have some more tournament action in our uh, Best Fictional Pro Wrestling Tournament. Are you ready for this, Big Underscore Band? Oh, yeah. We had Bonesaw McGraw and Thunder Lips. This seemed like a, like a pretty even match, right? But, uh, it really wasn't in the end because we saw Bonesaw bone saw win 65% to 35%. Yeah. That is a, that is quite a, quite a defeat. It is. It is a defeat. So that will lead on to our, uh, our next big tournament match. I just got to find my bracket So That, that
1: puts bone saw in the finals, right?
0: I believe bone saw is now in the finals. Let me find my bracket here. So bone saw is now in the finals against, uh, the winner of our next match, which will be Jimmy King and Captain Insano. It's Jimmy King. See, you say that, Captain Insano shows no mercy. Yeah, but it's, it's Jimmy King. It could be. I think you might be right there, but uh, but we we shall see. So that will be available on our Twitter account, at BBPH918. Go vote, and the winner will face Bonesaw McGraw in the finals. Absolutely. And it will be your turn to pick a tournament. So I'm going to tell you right now, start thinking of an idea. Okay. You got one? Um, no. Okay. Well, keep thinking. Okay. Keep thinking. Thinking hurts my brain. Right uh, yeah, there. I can tell it does. Anything else you want to add before we get out of here, man? You know, let's just plug it up. We, of course, will plug it up. Of course, check out our our buddies over there at the uh, Fully Posable Wrestling Figure Podcast. Yep. Jeff and Scott drop in a show every Sunday, and uh, just the same day as this show. It's a fantastic podcast. Two great dudes. And Scott has his other other podcasting project, Drunk Wrestling History. Absolutely. They're not always right, but they are always drunk. Hell yeah. Uh, doing the Favor with Eric and Barry, another favorite uh, show of ours. Um, two great dudes. Both have been guests on You Know It's Fake, Right? As, as Jeff and Scott have. So check out that show as well. And then, of course, the Positively Pro Wrestling Podcast with Steve and Eric. Another fun one over there, especially if you are into the uh, retro world of pro wrestling. In fact, did you see that Steve was featured on the LJ and Cody packaging?
1: I mean, is that actually him?
0: I think it actually is. Really? I think so. I saw. I mean, I saw GBM say that, but I, didn't, I, didn't, I thought he was just saying, like, it looks like him. I think it might actually be him. Oh, okay. Yeah, now, I could cool. be wrong. That's cool. But I think he had that sign. Okay. I don't know. That's pretty cool. I don't So I don't know if they were like, Hey man, we want to put you on there. I'm sure. I
1: doubt it. You think I, they just
0: threw him on there? Yeah. I doubt they reached out to him. I don't know. Like you never
1: know. Like, can you just, how, put, how would they have found him If he if it was just a picture from the crowd? Well, I don't know.
0: I mean, I, yeah, I'm sure they just, I mean, unless they just
1: happen to know him, you know, but can you just put
0: someone's random picture on there without like permission? I,
1: well, but it's, I mean, it's, I th- I think it's like when you're on a show that's live TV, I think you're kind of giving your
0: consent to. Yeah, but not for that. Not for. Yeah, but it's mid. an artist rendering.
1: Yeah. There's maybe. so many loopholes to get around that. We
0: need to talk to Steve. I don't, cause I don't know. That's, that's pretty wild though. I mean, if that's actually him, that's, that's pretty damn cool. Yeah, definitely. Immortalized uh, forever. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And that kind of makes me wonder. I wonder if uh, the, the Darby Allen will have different people. I don't know that. That and, would be and, interesting. And there might've been a contest like. Submit yeah. a picture. I don't know if if not, um, he's going to be
1: on a lot of figures. I mean, he's pretty prominently placed too. Yeah, he's on the side. Is yeah, he? Yeah, and it's like he's kind of head and shoulders above everybody else. So that's that is
0: pretty interesting. Like I said, I'm going to look up his Twitter right now because I don't know for sure if that's like he's like guess who's on the card. And I mean, like that looks just like Steve. So that's interesting.
1: Which, if he didn't know that, you talk about a happy surprise.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, that's really cool. Yeah. Yeah, I don't don't know. But, yeah, cool stuff. Absolutely. Also, check out the Ringside Rant with our buddy, RJ. Mm -hmm. The Leisure and Lariats podcast with our buddy, Ruthless Ryan Davidson. We got Boot to the Face. We got Tales from the Estate with Drew Vinsel and his wife, Caitlin. Yep. Wreck My Podcast with Jordan Zeilinger and his crew over there. Trivia with Buds with our friend, Ryan Buds. Mm Mm-hmm. Howling with the Wolf with the one and only Jason Wolf. He just put out a paranormal episode uh, just today. I'm excited. I to saw hear, that. I'm excited to hear that. Me too. Love me the paranormal. Definitely. And then of course, uh, pulling up a chair with a chair shot with our buddy Tim over there. And finally, a night of the Nerdy Laser Podcast with our buddy Richard. Yeah. So lots of great podcasts to check out if uh, if you have extra time to listen to podcasts, which we all probably have more podcasts to listen to than we have time at this point. Yes. Also, some wrestling comic books, Grapple Hold, To Be the Man, and Tales from Planet WrestleTopia. Check those out, Amazon, Comixology, wherever you get your books. Yep. And then we also have other podcasting projects. Uh, you know, it's fake, right? With me, Brian Breaker. The last few weeks, I've had uh, guests like Wesley Crane and then Drew Vensel was on. Yeah. And this coming week is uh, is going to be another fun one. Mitchell Lee, good friend of mine, former ring announcer, is going to be on the show. And then, of course, uh, you're still going strong with No Holds Barred with old Billy Venus.
1: Oh, yeah. Um, Yeah, this week we were – the whole season has not really been centered around, but one of the backstories of this season has been, and it's been weighing in the back of our heads all all season, is that um, Bill allowed Humberto's to close Mm -hmm. by keeping him there, forgetting to tell him that we stopped production early last season um, because of COVID. And essentially, it had to shut down because nobody was there to to buy his tacos. And so, Bill came up with a plan, and it seems to be, so far, a successful plan to uh, get Umberto's back in business. Basically, he kept his stimulus money. And in other words, he forgot he had the check and uh, found the check and and, um, decided to put that... uh, towards buying the truck. Well, I don't want Bill to be the owner of Umberto's Tacos, so I told Bill, Of course not. I'll split you down the middle. I'll, I'll take care of half of it. You take care of the other half of it, we'll be half owners. And that, that was a good idea. That way I can, I can um, you know, that way I can kind of manage things and Bill can just kind of be partially just a backer, you know. So anyway, so we have devised a plan and we got Umberto's back in, in, uh, in, in business. So it was It was a fun episode dealing with that. I'm sure.
0: I, yeah. You spent a lot of money on tacos there, pal. It's worth it. He's going to be our new caterer at PHPW, so get used to those tacos. Fantastic. Um, so also, uh, the TB Toycast with me and Travis Fowler just dropped a new episode with uh, a special guest, actually. Daniel Cross joined us as we talked about the uh, G.I. Joe Street Fighter figures. Remember those from back in the day?
1: G.I. Joe Street Fighter
0: figures. I do not. Yeah, they were they were G.I. Joes, but they were the Street Fighter characters. I don't remember those at all. Oh, they were fantastic. Yeah, they were really fun from like the early '90s. I bet guile was a hard one to pull off. Uh, well, they most <laughs> of the bodies they just reused. Yeah, they just did new heads. Okay. So, like, I remember the first one I got was Blanca because I mean, Green Monster. It's amazing. Of course. But like, he's wearing like tactical pants and boots, and I remember thinking like, "Well, that's kind of weird." Yeah. Because <laughs> he was barefoot. <laughs> Makes sense now that I get how toy the toy industry works a little bit more. Right. So of course, all of Banes music you can find over at uh, Spotify Apple wherever you get your tunes. And I throw this out there our buddy uh, Cooper actually has released a single as well. Yes. Uh, Spico.
1: Spico, yeah. It's a damn good song. You and I both bought it. Um, I really enjoy it. So check that out. It's on iTunes, Apple Music, wherever you get your stuff. We Bounce. Yes, really good song. Um, he's been toying with music for a number of years. I'm glad he's actually releasing some stuff. He, he's he been musically talented for as long as I, I feel like I've known him. You know, mm-hmm. I don't know when he started playing music, but he's such a talented cat. So I am I, really excited he started finally started to release some stuff. Um, but... Again, reminder for anybody in Tulsa, I, I got that show coming up this Saturday night. It starts at 6 at Josie's Records, so come check
0: it out. Absolutely, man. And then, of course, patreon.com forward slash bbph. Um, you can support us. We have four tiers available there, and mm-hmm. uh, this week we'll start releasing some new content. Yeah,
1: and, and of course, um, while Breaker was gone, uh, PHPW Adrenaline was still going strong. Uh, that's mainly because that I, I pre, pre-do that like about a month ahead, so... Um, all that was still available but the energy shot will make a comeback this week obviously so be on the lookout
0: and then a couple of new episodes of breaker retro gamers should be coming at you very very soon as well yeah if
1: i can remember to release that shit holy god
0: i i have one episode's complete the other one's still in the process so hopefully we can get those out to you before too long yeah and then of course average panda gear and outsider beard club you're actually rocking an average panda gear hat right now
1: i am uh which i believe you can find off to check double check the website it's been a while since i've logged in Uh, but I believe you can order that on the site um, and then Outsiders Beard Co. uh, Get your stuff.
0: Definitely. And then all of our T-shirts can be found at prowrestlingtees.com forward slash Brian Breaker, bbph.redbubble.com, whatamaneuver.net, search by store for Breaker and Bane's Power Hour. There's also a big underscore Bane shirt store there as well. So Mm -hmm. all of our threads available on several different sites. Oh, yeah. Anything else you want to add, man? That's it. Thank you guys for checking out Breaker and Bane's Power Hour. I'm Brian Breaker. I'm Bane. We will see you guys in seven days. Peace, easy. Yeah. One more time. It was good. It was really good. Pretty good. That son of a bitch Eric Barker. You son of a bitch!
1: Can't dig it. Suck
0: Nailed it. Nailed it. Perfect. Put, put it on the internet.